All right, guys, thank you for that. We've got our next live guest ready to join us this morning. Clarissa Hawes is back. We've got an update about what's going on with the surge transportation bankruptcy filing. Clarissa, thank you for being here. We heard about their first um, bankruptcy hearing yesterday. Give us a little bit of a lowdown about what happened. Sure. Thanks for having me on today. Um, one of the big, um, you know, things to come out of this preliminary hearing was that, you know, they needed a lot of their first day motions approved by the judge. And, and one of the issues was that Triumph Capital had, um, was the company that search transportation used to factor its invoices. And, um, and so prior to filing for bankruptcy, uh, um, they had reached an agreement where post-petition after the bankruptcy was filed that, um, you know, that, that Triumph Capital would, um, you know, would have a percentage of the, of the business, you know, as a secured creditor and that, um, you know, if the judge, which the judge did approve this deal, they would have like $15 million um, on in cash to be able to to cover expenses and other issues. But, um, you know, th but that also post-petition, any, um, any freight that was moved that Triumph um, was offering a, its quick pay service for free to these carriers and with a three-day pay turnaround. Um, and this comes after a lot of, um, you know, prior to bankruptcy, um, it, what we found out was that um, there were $12 million, $12 million was owed to like 5,000 carriers. Um, and so they're still going to be pretty much last in line to get um, any of the money as an unsecured, as unsecured creditors. But um, you know, they do have kind of a plan, an interim plan going forward about how the company is going to work. Overall, and Clarissa, when we're looking at this, what do we see as potential timelines? We're looking at these targets and, and really benchmarks to hit, but what are the timelines that we're looking at in the next, next few months here? I think the next um, big hearing is, is slated for a few months. So they're going to give them a little time to get things in in place, but November is kind of when a lot of additional documentation is going to be due, and it's going to be that creditor. You know, they sent they hire a firm to send out notices to secured and unsecured creditors, and who then, um, you know, need to, will be you know included in in a, a meeting of the creditors um, upcoming. So, you know, a lot of you know, and and one of the deals is that I started. The day that um, Surge filed for that we, you know, Surge had filed late Monday, and we we started covering it early Monday Tuesday. Was that um, despite the bankruptcy petition, which which um, Surge is seeking to reorganize, uh, um, they were still posting freight on on load boards, and and so they're like, hey, what what's the deal? You know, if we take this. Um, freight would we be considered, um, you know, would we fall into this bankruptcy or, you know, and become unsecured creditors or, um, you know, because they're posting, still posting at a rapid rate on these um, load boards. And, and so they were concerned about, you know, what would happen. So the other interesting if they thing did. 
Right. The other interesting thing to come out of this initial hearing is the revelation that Surge had looked for a buyer a little bit before deciding to file for bankruptcy. Say a little bit, about a year ago, they were looking to kind of restructure either through a buyer. Of course, they went through some layoffs of their work production. They saw a reduction in their workforce. Can you talk to us a little bit about that revelation? Of course, we know Omar Singh. He's pretty a pretty familiar face with us here on Freight Waves and about what he had to say now coming forward out of this first hearing. Sure. It, you know, everybody, I think, was at that time was still riding the e-commerce boom, thinking that this money, you know, that they were making during the pandemic, you know, being able to, um, you know, people were ordering critical supplies and, and such. And, and, and they kind of, some companies were, you know, counting on these record year growth. And when, and when all of a sudden it's like, okay, the country's re- the world is reopening and, you know, for the most part, um, so, um, seeing Omar Singh said he saw an immediate decline in freight volumes and that he didn't, that his company didn't react, um, quick enough. And that some of the measures that he put in place to slash rates, um, you know, like to, to try to, and, you know, to keep the, the volume level up, um, didn't work. And by the time he was trying, uh, you know, looking for other strategies, including, um, you know, selling the company, um, he didn't have the cash on hand to pivot quick enough. So, um, you know, he, he had some promising um, looks at surge transportation, according to co- court documents, but um, it wasn't the right fit. Um you know, for, for a buyer at that at that time, when pretty much the freight, the brokerage industry was noticing a, a significant decline in volumes compared to previous years. And Clarissa, when we're looking at this situation, I can't imagine that surge is alone with this. With this news, and of course, deteriorating results from the e-commerce side, are you expecting that we'll hear more stories like this in the coming months? I, I think we will. Um, you know, some, you know, I'm hearing from some, we haven't hit the bottom yet. You know, there's there's still more to come. And for companies, you know, that, you know, on the service seem to be prepared, you know, like, you know, you wouldn't think a company that, that had revenues, posted revenues of up to, you know, 200 million, you know, in 22 would, would have a sharp $65 million drop in, in 23, in this year, you know, so there's a lot of companies that are, you know, experiencing these, those types of revenue drops and yeah, are considering all options right now. And that's including, you know, maybe seeking bankruptcy to reorganize or, you know, yes, find a buyer or just wind down the, their companies. And Clarissa, one of the other things that you have mentioned here is the broker bond reform. Can you quickly tell us about that? Sure. Um, I interviewed, I talked to Todd Spencer, of who's the president of OIDA, which represents a trade group of, of small business truckers. And yesterday, because prior to the preliminary hearing, you know, the, you know, which um, secured the debtor in possession factor agreement with Triumph Capital, um, um, you know, like drivers were, con- truckers were considered, you know, talking about if they, if they hauled these loads, would they be paid? 
And so, you know, Todd Spencer said, you know, a brush of FMCSA safer site, which a lot of truckers, you know, that that's where they go, you know, if they're, you know, uh, there's a potential, um, you know, cancellation or something, they look there and it shows everything is fine, you know, but it doesn't state that, hey, you know, 5,000 carriers are are in line to, you know, mm-hmm. haven't been paid, you know, that even if they're seeking a reorganization, maybe you'd want to um, hold off on, um, you know, hauling freight for surge as they, uh, until they, you know, figured out their financial situation. And, you know, and as John Gallagher has covered in, in a lot of detail um, in map 2021, 20, which was the, you know, highway bill that, that was signed into law, you know, in 2012, it included, at that time, the broker bond was only $10,000. And OIDA was one of the groups that pushed for a $75,000 bond because $10,000 doesn't go a long way if a carrier, you know, if if a broker hasn't paid carriers and they're all, you know, like filing on the bond, you know, to try to recoup some of the money that they're owed. And so they sought to have that in, that limit increased, which was successful. But they also wanted some kind of teeth with that that would alert um, carriers about brokers that, hey, you know, like, you know, the, if you if you're running out of funds to pay your these, um, you know, these these freight claims, um, there should be a warning, you know, like or that they're you know, suspended, you know, for the near future until the claims are paid until, because some, by the time they realize what's going on, all the money, you know, the entire amount is gone. And so they're either, you know, left to try to recoup from the shipper or in a lot of cases, you know, they don't, they don't have the funds available. Clarissa, this is definitely um, a developing situation. And of course, we're wishing Surge the best and uh, moving forward. And thank you so much for joining us this morning to shed a little bit more light on the situation. Sure. Thanks for having me. Right now, we're going to take things over to the wall because we have Kaylee Nix with our next hit of weather.